See brown in your face. Have you heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at once? It's internationally known. Aliens listen to it. It's the best. <laughs> if there's something you're looking for in the 814, we're feeling a little bored and think there ain't no more. Check out everything at once and allow it to be a source. It's that raw podcast that's always showing support. Highlighting the scene. No need to take I-90 to people. 79 to CIB. Interviewing your locals with mindsets that are global. Innovators and creators on every single upload. So much going on in the EPA. It's time to to introduce this show. The best show on the face of the planet. Welcome, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in today. We want to thank our Patreon producers, Brian G, Josh W, E and D, Nick G, and Sadie M. Patreon, it's an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer level supporter. If being on the production team is too much pressure for you, you can also send any contributions using our Venmo at Everything at Once Studios. We now want to thank all the local businesses who supported this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do it without them. With winter approaching, are there any last-minute details that you want to change or renovate around your home? Uh, I might, uh, but you know who to call. Yeah, Ghostbusters! <laughs> no, no, Tony. No, not Ghostbusters. Solid State Construction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solid State. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Solid State takes pride in all their home remodeling projects. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovation, window and door installation, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, sidewalk, decks. Decks. Get your free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid solid product, product, solid solid state state construction. construction. You know, Tony, with all these renovations from solid state, I think we might have kicked up some bad energy around here. Yeah, oh, I, oh yeah. Luckily, we know just the people to go see. I, I know it this time. It's Ghostbusters. No, Tony. Our friends at Cauldron and Thorn. Wow. I feel really dumb right now, and I can't believe I didn't think of Cauldron and Thorn, uh, the world's largest witchcraft and mes- metaphysical shop, with everything a person needs to channel the spirit world. Practice some self-care. Find enlightenment. Curse your enemies. Protect yourself from your enemies. Bless your friends. Cleanse your space from negative energies. You can check out all the magical wares available at these for these different practices we all love and enjoy at Cauldron and Thorn, 2724 West 8th Street, or online at cauldronandthorn.com. This week, we have an incredible guest for you. Hell yeah. Logan Batten, thank you for coming down to Everything at Once Studios to hang out with me and Dave for a little bit. Let us pick your mind, talk about some music, talk about some tunes, hey, talk fellas. about you. Hey, fellas. So it's good well, to be here. We've, uh, 
We've completely isolated you and barricaded you off from all outside interactions via the concrete in this house. So we have your complete and undivided attention. It's our plan. We do it every time. <laughs> every time somebody comes in here. We're super pumped you're here, though. How you doing? I'm good. I, like I was saying on my way in here, I'm uh, thinking about the year winding to a close and uh, the trajectory of my life and how it's improved. And uh, You got a New Year's situ- resolution? Um, it, if I, it really should be to have more fun, honestly. It's... My girlfriend was telling me this on the way over here to make sure I have had fun here. And uh, she's been a guest on the show before. Yeah. Shelby uh, from Spades. You're also in that band as well, along with your own solo Logan B. Logan B. in the Dirty Leaf, right? Yeah. Dirty Leaf was a group I started with my some of my high school friends and a guy who's currently in Spades again, Kevin Codem. He plays in Royek as well. Uh, he was like, we played high school football together and stuff at Maplewood. Um, down where I'm from, uh, he's played music longer than me. He's super talented, a year older than me in school. Um, so, I, do you think that each one of those bands is almost a super group because they share so many members and they're all coming together to make any particular arrangement of Royek, Spades, Dirty Leaf, Matt Craze? They're like each their own kind of super group because they're all these different conglomerates of bands. Like you would think of a super group like uh, if... Uh, like the Traveling Wilburys, for example. Right. Like, Love the Wilburys. What What uh, do you think? Yeah? Super group? I think I have slid into a few different things in 2023 outside of my regular thing that are not my norm that I've that have got some good things, too. I've... We both know Matt Craze from yeah, Keyboard sure. Room too. I've been playing in this alt country kind of group, Northbound Soul. It's kind of based out of Fairview too. We pl- Fun. played at some of the local festivals this year. That album's on Spotify. Um, I I'm trying to think what the question was. I'm it, in terms it, of it my, was if any conglomeration of. But you're talking about super groups. Super groups I think I've split into working with a good group of people. And I'm like Erie has a cool scene that I've seen from afar for a few years, and I'm more a part of now and situated, and it's cool. Um, I've like places like places like Pack, and since I've been around and where I'm playing this Friday, the Kings Rook Club. For this be my first time performing downstairs. That's, oh, that's like one be of the best. It's like the best club in terms of like for miles in terms of the like what I think of as the tri-state scene where I'm trying to take my music. You know, Cleveland, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. That's like my concern right now. Obviously, Erie, mm-hmm. but like I'm trying to you know work a spread work out, a nine to out. five and then do what they would say is a weekend warrior thing and hustle from. Uh, close spot Friday to further right like Cleveland Columbus like middle of the state to Philly whatever Chicago yeah Rochester Albany so and then have everybody be able to get back you know something like that hell yeah it's wild to me like and we've had multiple musicians we've had multiple musicians on uh since we've started this show and uh it just blows my mind how you can have how you can be in so many different bands and have the time to do it Right. You know, for for your goal, you were mentioning your resolution is to have more fun. Is playing more music part of having more fun or does that work? It's 
a, it's definitely a, a balance, especially a lot of it's like the part of it's just working the nine to five and having the hours with the sleep. It'd be one thing if I was like, just a lot of my music. friends teach too. I haven't got, I don't, um, in terms of like me as a musician, I'm not like uber skilled on an instrument to teach. Mm-hmm. So that's not super like, and I'm primarily like a, a songwriter. I've done like, I'm doing some like side, like other music thing parts as of late, mm-hmm. but in terms of, I guess what I was just saying anyway is that avenue is not part of it. Um, in ter- so in terms of fun, um, I'm trying to think with how it's situated now, right? Like uh, I need to get my music on the internet and Spotify and all that, right? But like mm-hmm. having, I don't, this isn't a thing to go right to, but the work, so much of it is like work at this point. Like the, and it's, I'm glad I love it. Like I, I'm longing for the chance to do that drive thing and like wind up in Rochester and like slug it with whoever a handful of people probably. Sure. But, um, that, I mean, that's definitely not fun, but it's the, uh, <laughs> the chance to have the, it's the most valuable thing I have as a human though. You know, like in terms of like, I mean, work itself, like as it translates to the real world, I just like, it's all not about piss away my other 35, 40 hours as I'm right. about to get a real job, but I'm just really just need to, that's the not fun part. A lot of it for me is, is just managing trans- the time. Yeah. And not in transitioning essentially, especially with that drive I was talking about. That's like, makes me want to just like get home and hit the couch and not, and not be productive. I leaned away from the way. No, you're good, dude. Don't worry about it. I'm a podcast fan. I don't want to have bad etiquette. I love, I'm a big comedy <laughs> fan too. So I like listen to, um, one that I listen to all the time is Tim Dillon, dude. I think I, that's he's great. fucking hilarious. I love him. I've seen him live a few times. I'm a big fan Did of him. Did you see him in Pittsburgh recently? Um, he was in there. I like saw him at November. the music hall. Yeah. I saw him at, I've seen him at hilarities. We saw him at the comedy mothership in Austin when we went down there. That's last. great. Oh, dude, wow. it was so fucking cool. It was a surprise too. Cause we didn't, we weren't planning to see him. We were going to be, see a bunch of local comics and they're like, ah, we're canceling the show. We have a big guest coming in. Like, oh fuck. Well, who's this big guest? And it was Tim Dillon. And that's the way like, it's going to work there yeah, for dude. the future. Wow. Yeah, dude, it was incredible. Uh, I'm a big podcast fan myself. Though, I like too. the Me too. Sam Merrill, Mark Norman one to- Mark Normand won a lot too. Yeah, I like Mike and Shane's uh, secret podcast yeah. too. Matt and Shane's. Matt and Shane's. Yeah. yeah. You ever listen to Bad Friends? Yeah, that. Oh, that yeah, I love all that those one. man. That's yeah. the that's a good thing we're interacting right now because that sort of comedy circle is the same as a lot of the stuff that I listen to. It was with the Spotify rap thing going around. I was thinking about that, and it's like a lot of it for me at work is like really to make a. I have I have like a c- concrete thing that I'm sort of into doing at work. I pass time and want to take in new music by artists that I like. So sure. I'm going to skip, for example, Rocket Man. But I'm definitely going through Elton John. I'm mm-hmm. going. Not that not, I'm not talking. Not that it's bad about Rocket Man. No, but I, I want to know. The, I want to know the ones that are unknown the album yeah. stuff. I feel like a lot of times that's usually the good stuff anyway. That song Country Comfort. I play all the time. It's on that Tumbleweed Deluxe or whatever that album is. Mm-hmm. Has the steel guitar on that and all that shit. Shout out to Adam McKillop from Smile Alone. Hell yeah. He's great at that. He crushes it, dude. All those guys are really good. And I can't wait to hear that album. Oh, dude. Oh, Paul Dave's on that album. Tyler's been sending me all sorts of stuff about it and having me look at different things for him. And I'm a huge fan of his music. Yeah, dude. Uh, going out to Suma Recording Studio was like a big fucking eye-opening experience, too. I'm like really excited. I want to get 
or I got, I'm hopefully getting like a mixer for Christmas, like a bigger mixer than the one I have now, so we can do a little bit more recording. Matt Craze and my buddy Brian, um, and uh, f- my other buddy Brian too. I got two Brian's. Before you to- buy new stuff, I can. You probably want some modern cool stuff, but I have some stuff. I have mixers lying around. Yeah. This one's a audio interface slash mixer slash everything. Want, yeah, you want like something modern with like MIDI and like cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixer is a broad term, I suppose. So just when I was thinking about that, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah this one's just primarily going to be like my new deck for recording shit because I want to get some more. I just want to do some more of that and get better at it too. So anybody, any of the musicians, Logan, uh, Matt, any of you guys want to come down here and fuck around for a day and record a song? I'm super down with that, although I'm going to be super busy, so we'll have to work it out though. But I want to start recording more music and uh, now that I'll have like the big equipment because some of the stuff down here is really nice, but it's also somewhat restrictive right now. Um, as far as the abilities to do stuff. Um, like this mixer only has playback through the mixer itself. I can't run it through my computer and I can't play stuff off my computer through this mixer. It's only a one way. Um, but this new one will have two ways. So I'll be able to play drum tracks and then record guitar and all that stuff. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Lots of growth and change and progress around here. Variability on little stuff like that is huge in terms of being able to do stuff. I was thinking about with that mixture you you were using for the treehouse and oh yeah, what that's it, basically what this mixer that we're recording this podcast is going to be like primarily dedicated to is things that I use my camera with. So like outside recordings like the treehouse or if I'm recording an event or anything else that I'm taking video footage. So that way I can use these good mics and get like really high quality audio. Well, these mics or other mics that I have to get good quality audio because the preamps on my camera fucking suck. They buzz like crazy and like whistle or whisper or whatever, the, whatever you want to call it. And Wisp. yeah. And now uh, I'll be able to catch catch some really good audio for those kinds of things which is very exciting it's gonna help us out a lot in this movie too that we're making this spring we're uh putting together a short film it's gonna be awesome dude um but this isn't about us this isn't about everything at one studios that's cool that i saw you were uh, uh, still casting for that i saw a post about that recently yeah everything's pretty much full we got one more male audition and then we're gonna determine who gets what roles for the males and uh, a lot of them are already cast and uh it's going to be really exciting, dude. Well, we're going to have a great like time. This. Part It'll of be my, awesome. Part of my transition towards music, honestly, was um, I was actually a big athlete. And even, if, I guess if we're talking about my musical trajectory, my mom was uh, big into singing when she was younger. And I don't know, I went as a semi-young um, son of divorced parents i went to we were, she took us to some concerts and like i mean it was a lot of it was country but it was like i saw the dixie chick with charlie daniels oh cool i mean do you play devil went down to georgia i was super young i can't i can't remember you would think yeah um i'm trying to think uh she was picking a rascal flats and stuff obviously but country music and mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think i was i don't know what made me think about it as a kid even when i was you're thinking about how you're getting into music i took uh 
you took like guitar lessons that didn't take and the teacher like went to Florida or something but I did it for a little bit and it wasn't that much and then I took a br- even this was still when I was a kid I went we went through with like having me take a little piano lesson that was in in Townville where I was talking about with a teacher right by the red and white general store there and it was kind of a thing but it didn't really take and when I was later on after that when I was in like high school I got was, I mean I'm super into sports I was trying to think I lettered fall four years in football four years in basketball and then I, I played volleyball a lot too at Maplewood and um, I actually quit volleyball to pursue football mm-hmm. so I was gonna I went to I went to Washington Jefferson College and I ended up quitting but I was like super thinking like playing football and I thought I'd be like an athletic director and a football coach <laughs> like a high school teacher or something yeah that's and not a bad gig yeah, it's not a bad game. That's like, I mean, that's in an alternate in an alternate universe. That's right. like definitely me. I like, I mean, I got bonked in the head a few times. I uh, a few of them were football related. One time when I was like snow tubing though at like uh, the Edinburgh one, Mount Pleasant, one of those, like I took a down. bad blow to the head. Uh, yeah, I went down before my dad, and he straight came bounced up off something and clean knocked me out and i woke <laughs> up i woke up we were like going to i was knocked out yeah like for a stretch this was even this was before i even played football though um but anyway um i went to college to play foot not to do it but i was really thinking about it hard i was like doing like visits at mercyhurst and um talking about state schools and stuff too i ended up going to washington and jefferson college which is in washington pa mm-hmm. they were a super good football program right um they're d3 though but they've like i don't know they like won their conference a bunch and uh roger i mean i don't know why it's related but roger goodell the commissioner of the nfl went to hmm. washington jefferson i did know that that's an interesting little tidbit the, when i played at washington jefferson my uh coach was mike sirianni Who's Nick's brother? Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles coach. Well, his uh, his brother is Mike was the guy who I played for. Mm-hmm. At the time, the guy who's the Eagles coach now worked for the Chargers. This was in 2014 when mm-hmm. I was playing college football, and then I quit in the middle of the year because I couldn't. Um, I had a weird setup. I didn't have a football player roommate, and mm-hmm. I got weirdly isolated. Okay, and especially from the like Maplewood to. Uh, W and J, a lot of it was like, like Pittsburgh or like Buffalo or Rochester, like mm-hmm. kids who like had to like travel. Well, travel, yeah, but they were like kids who like almost were gonna go to like really good schools, but like didn't and ended up just like going to W and J, which is a good school, liberal arts school, and it's like has like a good law program and stuff. I was going for English, I think. Um, and how how did I, the music I, fit into this whole thing? Well, to what I was saying, um, I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about your movie, and uh, I quit volleyball to, well, it was supposed to be to lift weights and, like, pursue football, and then I ended up, my senior year, I guess even before I quit volleyball, though, my senior year I was in theater arts, and I was in both of the productions in the spring and the fall. Oh, just, cool. There were, like, comedies. One was a medieval one, and I played, weirdly, it was medieval, but I played a UPS guy that was, like, a wall-breaking Thing. person yeah and okay he, and uh um we did then we did flat stanley at the meadville academy theater mm-hmm. were they musicals yeah you had to sing cool 
The second one I did. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, I guess that was that was sort of all that, and then like just that was um, like the entryway into the music. Something like that, and then I guess some of it was just like the hanging out in the crowd and the different the different people, I suppose, with uh, related to that, and then that that leads into taking in music in a different way as a teenager as opposed to a child and my first thing was grunge actually okay it was like alice in chains and pearl jam and stuff like that i was really into like mother love bone and i mean a group i really love is called mad season which is uh lane staley from alice in chains and mike mccready from pearl jam they put it in super group yeah talk super group like we were talking about earlier <laughs> it's sort of yeah. a they have an album called above that's great it's like kind of bluesy and I mean grunge is ends up ultimately not my bag in that a lot of it's like distorted and heavier but like mm-hmm. I, what I really loved was the I mean some of that grunge not just the unplugged stuff but like the Alice in Chains Sap album and a lot of Pearl Jam stuff I mean Pearl Jam goes ra- like pretty raunchy for me I still love them either way but it's like in terms of like cho- my choice as it comes down to whatever sure. it's more as in the Grateful Dead realm as what we were talking about mm-hmm. I don't know I don't tr- I don't try to sound like anything I don't think that's a particularly great method but uh, no I mean that's good it, I think that that's uh, super important especially like I've been listening to the new Andre 3000 CD like that fuck is load. amazing right because that's like to me that is so important and a special CD or a special album, whatever the fuck they're called anymore, because I feel like that is just Andre 3000 being Andre 3000 to the 10,000th degree. You know what I mean? It's all him. He's not trying to make shit to sell records or to get people dancing on the dance floor. He's just doing it because he loves playing his flute with a bunch of weird fucking distortions and sounds behind it. That ties very much into this thing that I just shared today that is Rick Rubin saying this thing about how like a lot of the truly greatest art is irrespective of the audience it's Mm -hmm. like if it's not therapeutic it's just like straight vision and like a uh you know like a recreation of a what's truly what someone truly what someone wants and not a catering right to the audience yeah he, I, I think i saw that that's clip. a He's weird like, line though, this doesn't right? matter like the audience does not matter and i think that that's really true in a lot of the art and art, a lot of the media that i consume i really um recognize so and appreciate when people are just like you know what fuck you guys i'm doing what i want to do you know what i mean yeah I, d- I agree with that. I think that's just so hard to measure in terms of like, I mean, just guess that just depends on like what's normal and conventional. Or yeah, something right. At that point, I don't even know what you're, or just uh, what, that's just someone's opinion. No, each, for sure. each, each to and, person and, to person. I don't know. You have to definitely be, well, you don't have to, but it definitely helps to be a wildly successful artist already to just go and switch up everything you do. Like you've made your money. You know, yeah, you so got like, that fuck you money. You can the, do whatever you want. Yeah, there's now. not like the risk. Like if Andre 3000 was, if it was like 1994, and instead of making like Southern playlistic Cadillac funky music, he's like, I'm gonna play the flute. <laughs> you know, like it might not have worked out. It might have been really cool, but it might not have worked out yeah, as he, well. Exactly. He might be still stuck back in. Uh, a, a very he might be in a very different position today if he opened up with the weird flute shit versus uh, uh, Sorry Miss Jackson and stuff like that. Yeah. There's also a really funny video of uh, 
Andre three thousand like it's Keenan and Peel, uh Andre three thousand and Big Boy like talking to each other. Big boy's like, What the fuck happened to you, man? What is wrong with you? We used to be something. And he's like, Nah, dude, I, I'm making flute shit now. <laughs> he uh in one of those videos he said, I don't know what I would rap about. I'm summarizing, trying to summarize what he said. Yeah. He's like, or uh, it was something like that. And so I appreciate that in terms of uh being Id- honest, yeah. Identity too, as I mean, as a way of going through the world and being, I mean, that must right. stink. Especially, you see a lot of rap. I mean, I'm not. I like hip hop. I can't say I'm like an aficionado, an aficionado by any chance. But like mm-hmm. the past, like I mean, it does. It doesn't age well in a lot of ways. Yeah, not to say it and uh, and other it, but in terms of like the. No, there's certain stuff that definitely does not age well for sure. There, I mean, there's tons of. Rap and hip hop has always been problematic in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people from women to black people to whoever, you know what I mean, is getting uh, marginalized and stereotyped throughout a lot of hip hop. And looking back on certain things would not be, uh, you know, as accepted or as okay today as they were in the past, for sure. I'm definitely a fan of hip-hop i mean one of the greatest shows i've ever seen in my life was chance the rapper at the altar house oh cool i think it was the altar bar Mm. yeah in In pittsburgh Pittsburgh. yeah Mm -hmm. it's a great show just in there it was electric with a live band oh hell yeah i think that's really cool too when you uh when a band or a rapper anybody that you kind of think of as not really an instrumental type of music has like a live band perform it because like for me personally i really like I think that adds like a whole another level to the music when I can actually like see the vibrations and the waves being created by the different instruments that are being played up there versus uh, playing it over like a drum track or whatever track it is and having a, a MIDI controller that you push buttons on that plays the different lines, you know? Although you can't put a premium on like just a sick ass DJ. Oh like no, you, dude! Like, like that's a musician in itself. For yeah, sure. that, that's about the yeah. only time I'd say where like that substitutes for it. If mm-hmm. you got just a dope DJ fucking spinning while you're rapping, like that, that has an equal effect to me. Right? No, that because that, that's like it's adding the extra layer, dude. Mm-hmm. It's giving the um, the ambiance or the energy of more than just one person. You know what I mean? Like one person individually can be very powerful and is very good in certain situations, but sometimes it's nice to have like layers to that shit. Especially you know? how that works with the origins of it too. Cause a lot of the first great hip hop contains so much other great American music that is literally like sure. what they would call it. The breaks in the tune mm-hmm. where there's just a instrumental section where you can tie up that thing from, drum beat to drum beat and do it on your own and yeah i can't remember who it was but selinda was showing me a video the other day of a rapper that is going out and performing or touring right now with like a symphony and it's got like all the strings and all the horns that you hear and like these really well produced rap beats and i'm just like oh my god like this is and and to me that's so like that's it's starting with andre 3000 i think well, maybe not starting with him, but I love to see people getting exposed to new types of shit because so many, I feel like so many people probably listen to that Andre 3000 CD and were like, that are like normal Andre or uh, Outcast fans or whatever. And now they're completely exposed to shit they didn't even like realize exist or realize that they could enjoy or like in a different way other than, you know, 
normal outcast type shit. Yeah, I feel like it, it splits both ways because, like, you know, you get the people like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then you get the people who are like the... What uh, the fuck is he doing with this flute? The, the Dylan goes electric type people. They're like, this isn't fucking folk acoustic music anymore. Boo this man off the stage. I don't know. It's just interesting. I love like how the art can expand and like you were talking about the grateful dead how much you love them they've almost killed any other type of live music for me because i'm like yeah i want you to go on stage and go on like an improv improv riff for like 10 minutes and play the same song differently every single time i see it you know so i see a band that just goes up and plays their song like a big band and i'm just like oh that's it like <laughs> yeah how, how much of your music is improv when you guys perform Right now, it's improv more than I'd like because uh, um, with the horns and everything of late since the spring, we uh, and as it is down with, or as it comes down to it with scheduling um, and just the fact that it differs, right? Like my band can be just the three or the four of us. We could do like an organ trio or it goes all the way to like when we played at Altered State on the 6th, we had... Uh, horns and stuff, right? Well, yeah, the there's the uh, there's Larry Kaplinger, Kaplinger on trumpet, Larry Wheaton on trombone, Ken Tate on sax. We've been working on that since like the fall ish, and that made its real debut all together at the, that at Altered State on the sixth. And we, my friend Henry plays harmonica too. So it, it right now right. a lot of it's improvised because it's such a big band and inter, there's a lot of interchanging parts. Sure. I, it's it's sort of easy. A lot of it's easy to jam jam to because it's pretty simple. And mm-hmm. I've kn- Henry, I've known for a while anyway, and um, it changes a lot. So it's a pretty improvisatory. We would say too much, and I would say too much. Even though like a group I love, like Wolfpack, will literally just be like to the chorus, to do. Yeah. No, but disco biscuits do stuff like that all the time too. Totally, biscuits, and they'll they play just back and a forth. huge tour. Yeah, they do that crazy thing too, where they uh, like pioneered the Jamtronica thing, where they'll they'll hook it all up to Ableton with some MIDI stuff, and they'll all have in ears in and right. Same with like STS nine and stuff. What too. you could do with my band too is like have like a talkback mic. Mm-hmm. Where I would just be like, yeah, because you see that two, we're singing the song and then go, or, or in the middle of the jam, go to it. To the other mic. mic. I love all it. Right, see all that. right, let's you take the solo here and go. Yeah, that's. Pe- I mean, people will. Right. People don't like that, but it depends on what you're doing. And no, so, I think it's cool, right. and I like to see that when when it's going on live in front of me because they're like producing an original thing. You know what I mean? It's giving yeah. you that unique consumer experience, and uh, I always I I like when I notice that like they're over. You know, they might be over to the side talking like into another mic, and you don't, you can't hear anything through the vocals or anything, but you know they're communicating with one yeah. another like back and forth. Like, okay, let's switch to the 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 chorus of this song, or like you know what I mean, that guitar solo from that song, and kind of mesh it all together. Definitely. Or you, or you get the classic like the playing the guitar or whatever, and just turn around, and you know they're talking to like the, right. the drummer like, or whoever, like or yeah. whatever they're doing. Well, maybe not no, but I've seen it. <laughs> you know, I'm not a musician, so Definitely. I can't. You know, maybe sometimes people turn around while they're playing just for, I don't know. Yeah, whatever they're doing. Maybe just look at each other. Maybe it's just the vibe they're putting out there, too. You know what I mean? you got to have that stage presence and that performance and like interacting with your bandmates, I think, is super, super important when, right. you're, when you're doing that kind of stuff. 
So you're a little bit more improvisational now than you'd like to be. The, right now, the Dirty Leaf Band is pretty improvisational, especially considering the lineup fluctuating with the horns and different guitar players. Like the we when I reformed it in stuff at Packa in May of I believe 22, mm-hmm. April May of 22. After I met Dave at a Smilo show at uh, BT with yeah. the Probables and the weeks leading up to that. That's kind of the that's the kind of that's kind of the connect there. Cool. Because I knew everybody else in the band, but I didn't know Dave. And yeah, I knew Dave's he had a awesome. Studio. Yeah, he's a great mind and musician and great friend. And we, just, sure. we just celebrated his birthday in New York City. Woohoo! Um, that sounds dope. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw pictures of that. He's yeah, dope. it's pretty improvisatory right now. But do you like to hammer it down a little bit more and get a little bit more fluid or connected for uh, for the songs? Yes and yes and no. I mean, I, I my favorite live band in the world right now is Tedeschi Trucks Band. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are familiar with that. Sure. Love, love, yeah, yeah, they're my favorite band. I've, I mean, I've seen Dead and Company twenty times. Mm-hmm. I've seen Tedeschi Trucks Band band probably ten plus, and I've done like two night runs multiple times. Hell yeah, that. I love her voice. Yeah, she's incredible. I mean, um, she was a solo artist in her own way. Went to Berkeley and uh, was a great is a great songwriter and was accomplished and uh i mean after stevie ray vaughn died double trouble was backing her for a stretch i mean that's mm-hmm. a credit in itself and she was opening for the Almond brothers when she met Derek. i can go on a diatribe about them <laughs> but they're they're the best live band in the world and he will he does a much better and concise version because they have a 12 piece that plays 150 shows together year. all the time yeah right well when i was well, doing my research and stuff it didn't really sound it, i mean i could definitely tell it was improvisational and jammy and stuff like that but there's a certain breaking point for me when it comes to jam bands when they're like too jammy couldn't agree more i uh i don't like a lot of them i like them and i like the dead and allman brothers allman brothers have one of the best american singers greg allman and they have, play I mean, it's just not that spacey. I'm at the end of the day, I like, am if it gets too far from like a campfire sort of like, la, da, 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 if it's not doing that that much for me, really, I'm kind of, yeah. I mean, I I'm into funk music too. I'm into Hell yeah. I, I like jazz to a degree. I mean, this is just a whole other music conversation. But if it's like so free, it's like, well, I mean, what are we doing? Right. No, I, uh, I agree. You need like some sort of foundation or some so- songs. Or, uh, like, I'm a songs guy. Yeah. I like um, this group Acoustic Hookah that I'm opening for on Friday. They have sure. great songs that encompasses like like the m- great modern jam band that encompasses like almost like bluegrassy vibes. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he, Funkabilly. Yeah, but my old bass player Mike Davis, who's in. Um, I'm gonna, uh, Mike and Aunt, they're that. Oh yeah, they're super cool. Yeah, he's that's uh, Sage Byam, my friend, who's the singer. Josh Maris, mm-hmm. we're all we played music together in house in Meadville for years, like before Dirty Leave was formed, and that was that was sort of me trying to do something in the more dead Dylan like reggae ish stuff, mm-hmm. and they're, they're just playing heavier music, which yeah. wasn't a problem. Their acoustic set was so is probably I I can say this about so many of the the, the acoustic sets that we did in the treehouse, but theirs was really cool. Sage is a super talented artistic guy, and I'm glad he has a good like out, like outlet for that and something mm-hmm. that is good for him. I'm love, loving to see that that's good for them, and they've got good feedback. And I saw with the, like with their Spotify streams and stuff the like streaming overseas and stuff. They recorded at that super cool studio in Pittsburgh, which mm-hmm. I am considering. Yeah, I'm not have. I mean, not like 
I'm not saying I'm on the I'm not brink. Going I'm, tomorrow, yeah. I'm not going tomorrow, but I'm like in terms of like, yeah, it's eighty an it's eighty an hour, but in terms of a place that would probably be pretty good, that'd be it. But yeah, and uh, I think that I've been listening to Acoustic Kuka for a long time. They've played at uh, like Chafee's and a bunch of different places around here for as long as I can remember. And, and Smilo really likes them. I heard that on one of your guys' podcasts. Yeah, for him sure. talking about it. Yeah, and. They're, I feel like they're like right on the cusp of things because they are like so, like I think that it also reaches like a point where the musicians are just so fucking talented that they just like musically can jam together and be completely improvisational and just sound still like completely cohesive and together and make like songs. You know what I mean? And they switch instruments and they do all this other stuff. But there's a certain point where like relying on that talent to create good music, uh, solely versus having some sort of a game plan or some sort of a mindset or some sort of uh, structure to fall back on really leads the band in a negative way for me. And there's people that love that shit, but that's just my experience. Well, as a person that loves that shit, uh, (laughs) well, I mean, there's like the backdrop of, at least for the good jam bands, like the structure is they know which most of the time what song they're going into next so they know how to explore like the space in between the concrete structures and that is definitely something that not everybody nails but if you got a band where like the musicians are are competent enough and they have like enough of a feel for each other that they can play off of each other while still being able to like go back where they need to I think it's great. Like, like I really enjoy a lot of a lot of bands that do that. I think it's very cool. So much of that thing for me actually translates to what happens with comedy in a way where it's the same way where like a comedy special. Then they say this right. It can literally the cap is seventy percent probably for as what it's like to be there. Right? right. So I feel like for a lot of these champions, it's like. Not it's not you got to be there, man. But it's like it's really it really if, helps. If yeah, I mean, some people are just. Were just I feel you, that way. You about can just go down this rabbit hole with like, especially with jam bands and like the substances and people being you know going on for x amount of time and all that. Right. Well, that's a whole different. That's a whole different subject for another time. Sure. But like, if someone like drops some acid or mushrooms, then like you could pretty much do anything to entertain them. You yeah. know. And I I feel the same way with metal a lot of the times. Like, a lot of people don't get, like, or listen to metal or enjoy metal, and then they go to a live show and they feel the energy and the music and all that shit, and they're like, oh, okay, I, I, I understand this now. You know what I mean? I may not like it, but I get the allure or the uh, the fascination with this type of music. Music can do so many things. Right. It does so many things. It's like the vibes, too. Like, what, what depending on the type of show that I'm going to, like I have to be in a certain mindset almost like I've been to I haven't been to a metal show in a very long time I'm not a big metal person but like if I'm at a metal show I know it's going to be like very amped up most of the time when I go to like watch my jam bands because I'm an old man now and I need to sit down in the grass every (laughs) once in a while I'm like I can just like kind of chill and sway and kind of like spin around and that's the vibe and you got to bring a different mindset to, to, to a different type of music I would say I mean, jam bands is a thing, and it's 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 a sphere, and I am involved in it. But like, in terms of what I'm, my attention is on, I try to listen to what I consider to be like fundamental 
not just American, but primarily American roots music. So like I'm all the way to bluegrass, American, all that, like uh, Alan Lomax mm-hmm. recording people in like uh, Johnny Cash's, June Carter Cash's great grandmother, the Carter family and uh, the stuff in Memphis. You guys are familiar with Jack White's? Um, yeah. Sure. The America, is it the American Epic? No. I'm not sure. About Jack that. White has a PBS feature that that covers the old recording equipment that they use to like document American hill people. That was hmm. not hill people, but I'm little, like people. Yeah. Um. And I forget. There's another. There's a few, few other characters in this, but I'm, I'm to name other characters in this, like you know Robert Johnson, the blues guy. All this, like I'm super concerned with, like I mean, in a. I, what I consider to be a not bad nerdy sense because I can report that just to some of it anyway. No, I totally feel you. And one of the bands that always stands out to me it, when I think about like the difference in equipment is like the Black Keys first album. Like it yeah. sounds like like recording wise is not fucking incredible. You know what I mean? You can hear him peaking in multiple sound times. The distortion or the quality is not like complete. It's definitely not like true studio quality but that's like part of the allure or the effect of what they're doing you know what i mean is having those uh imperfections and i'm gonna drop just because i love it so much it's very similar to like the velvet underground and nico like that album is just like so raw i should get into them more because they're like in a i know that they're in a good place in terms of stylistically where I would enjoy them. I know they, then they would have some stuff that would be probably raunchy or rub me for wrong, but I should, I should get more familiar with their catalog. Yeah. And hey. I will after this conversation. Hell so yeah. You. Awesome. My we man. used to play, uh, we used to play Oh Sweet Nothing. Yeah. And I know they've got a few other good songs, songs, Sweet Jane, right? Sweet They're not, there's that just Lou Reed. No, that's Velvet Underground. Right. Yeah. Somebody else, somebody else I know has, play, has played that in the jam band scene. I like that. I like that tune. The Black Crows play that tune too. Right. It's pretty easy. It's like three chords. It's an easy big band jam song. There's a, there's a lot going on over there. And I, I like the these through, it seems like through jam band and through jamming in general, like so many different genres kind of commingle and mix, especially lately. Like the totally. last time we went to Heron uh, a couple years ago and there was like a really, they had like a really cool uh like bluegrass folk band that had a little bit of electronic jamminess to them and i just really Hmm. appreciated it you know what i mean they'd play different tracks and stuff like that or you know hit the pedal and make some distortion have some big weird like spun out sounding uh music almost more like uh like ambient style music or like really chill like low trance like techno um Hmm. sections or like interludes and stuff like that and i always really like that kind of stuff um when bands are able to show their ability to be diverse as far as like what they're musically creating you know what i mean i don't want as much as i appreciate the same shit all the time uh i think there's a lot of room for like random interludes like that's one of the things i really like about metal too is like every now and then they'll have like this really chill jazz piece thrown somewhere in the middle or somewhere at the end of the album it's got that little secret mix and just to like personify their talent and show that like hey we're not just good at uh making whatever kind of music we're we're good at making fucking music whatever it that music may be you know what i mean sure Hell yeah. yeah. I think like 
it almost just it just made me think of it just because you talked about being an athlete it makes me almost feel like if you were a fan of a football team and they're extremely I mean, you put the defense in there so that kind of like muddles it a little bit but like if they were extremely good but they just ran the ball up the middle like they run the ball up the middle every time but like that's all they ever do and they're really good at it like you would get bored watching them right and same same kind of thing with with music like even if a band has a certain style like you got to mix it up just a little bit you know as time goes on just to you know keep the interest going you don't want to i mean i feel like as a fan i don't want to hear like every single song that's ever made sounds pretty much exactly the same right and i think that goes back like very much same topic and very good analogy but i would i would break it down a step further and even say that like the athletes themselves like yeah you're you might be a pro football player but i bet you can some like the ones that are able to like play different positions or fill in at different spots or maybe this guy played track and now he's playing football in the nfl or like his main thing was uh or like patrick mahomes you know what i mean like wanted almost drafted for baseball almost drafted for football like they excel to they're not just good at like a sport they're good at being a fucking athlete you know what i mean and i think that's kind of like the same kind of idea that i'm trying to put out with uh the musicians that i really respect and admire is that's one thing i'll say about my group anyways at least that i'm glad i i say american roots rock because it's like you could say it's kind of bluesy, but I'm not trying to play the blues, and it's not sure. the blues. It's not the blues. Like, I mean, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like I'm me, and it's 2023. I've like a car payment in terms of like you can call it whatever, but like the the blues is something that is like I don't know. I don't want to get too specific here, but for for example anyway like we don't just play like blues forms what you would say musically we don't we i do that a little bit mm -hmm. i like playing i like doing that and i have my own interpretation of that because i love like i said i love Tusky trucks band and in terms of like grateful dead like pig pen all those songs mm -hmm. yeah. you like, guys have we, like a little bit of reggae sound too yeah i'm definitely big influenced by i went with a lot of my friends from that period after high school i would say like my friend henry coyle and our some of our friends from high school we went to nelson ledges and it was really some uh, i think it was a bad fish probably in 2015 oh, yeah. and seeing tropidelic and seeing what they could do to a crowd and my friends juan yama from cleveland i don't know if you're familiar with them I don't, i'm not sure check their albums on spotify it's w-a-n-y-a-m-a juan yama hmm. they're great they have two they're like more i would say like more funkier jazzier from cleveland they're great too saw them at nelson ledges a group called vibe and direct yep heard of them um so yeah like in in and this is where i would to say the same thing about the blues and in terms of reggae like dirty leaves is not a reggae band with like one drops and i would say even blues and reggae for me aside from the music itself so much of it is content mm -hmm. right it's like if you're i mean like I love Bob Marley and I love like the the message and I am a huge fan. I love all, lots of the songs and like like to me like reggae music a lot of it is even like the Rastafarian part of it. Sure. Like I don't listen to a lot of like what people would say is like dub. You know I don't you know Brandon Hardesty from Bumpin' Ugly's. Mm -hmm. 
you have heard him say like he doesn't listen to roots reggae at all he listens to dub right and i'm like lots of like modern like stuff that's almost like hip-hop and like uh other things that i should I'll probably get more familiar with in time right but, like what i think of as reggae is like bob marley and like the peter tosh stuff like we play in my grateful groups we play stop that train and the, the jerry stuff that jerry loved in the jgb like the Bob Marley songs and some other reggae stuff. Right. So, yeah, there's some reggae rock in Dirty Leaf, too. I say, like, American roots rock, which is, like, something like bluesy reggae rock. But it's, like, it's not, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying ja or, like, a lot no. of a lot of bands that I like even, like, <laughs> do, I mean, will have break into some tropes of that that is still not terrible that I don't like but i just find a lot of it to be inauthentic yeah and i don't try to cast judgment in this i just try to have a so much of it is about vision i guess just in terms of like i'm tr- i have a i i like that i just try to be specific even with what i take in and what i i don't know with well, wh- what i call what sure really i don't know i mean i feel like it's it's you can't be an authentic artist and be disingenuine at the same point to to what you are like so i get what you're saying right you don't want to make something that's against what you're trying that's not what you're trying to do you know what i mean i was just listening to there's this getty lee clip that's been going around too but him talking about where artistry and originality is where your influences kind of melt away and i'd like to think that i'd like to think the dirty leaf is some drop some hookah some Blues, some some reggae, some funk. I mean, I, I like funk music a lot. Like the Meters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Meters. Negative. I, I jam out yes. to Jamiroquai all the time, though. Jamiroquai is great in terms of like, uh, well, we, well, this, I mean, what I would say, foundations of funk. Like the Meters are from New Orleans, and we're putting out records in like the early '70s. They, it's a crime that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. James Brown, of course. Uh, Lettuce. You familiar with the modern group Lettuce? Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny, the trumpet player. He's an Italian guy. He's like, uh, funk is James Brown, Demetrius, Sly and the Family Stone, or something like that. I think that's pretty much true. And then there's some other stuff on that. Especially with the horns, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Tower of Power, Mm -hmm. trying to think of incorporating stuff like that with my music and trying to write more. Yeah. Also, did you see uh, Big Blitz the other day? I did not. I'm trying to think what was going on. That was a Friday night, right? Yeah, correct. What was the date? Uh, I, I don't was, know. I think I was gigging elsewhere. It doesn't it was, matter, man. It was two I was weeks just, ago. Yeah. The, the, I just like you're, we're we're you're, we're talking about all these horns and stuff right now, and I think that they're great. Oh, dude, I love it when people get innovative and creative and kind of Brit like them and a couple other bands that are like throwing these saxes on top of really cool drum and bass lines is yeah. just super super cool and innovative to me, and I really appreciate it because it's got that funk, dude, and that's what the sax brings to it to me and the heavy bass and the drums and all that shit it brings that funk and it makes me want to fucking dance you know yeah it's definitely super strong and it's cool that i don't know i'm glad that there's just all the avenues that are available for people to do cool shit like that in it to take off i know they were just they just um big blitz i think they just played before hookah on uh the day after thanksgiving at the house of blues right hope to play there one day yeah dude what's no worries, dude. Yeah, playing uh, 
just Plain water on the floor. I'll just fine, say it, it is. I mean, it's it's show, the show must go on, dude. Yeah. The show must go on. We'll, we'll take care I of that. A, later. I have a Grateful Dead story that's related to that. I, me and my friend Henry Coyle, we, uh, which related to spilling, we did a two night run and we went from, uh, I think, where I'm from, Meadville, to Detroit for the first night. Let's just say we had a rough first night in Detroit. Had a good show, everything. It was, uh, it was a first night of the trip. It was it was rough. We get to the Columbus, come back down to Columbus the next day, and uh, Henry's mom uh, makes the world's best chocolate chip cookies, which were my introduction to the munchie, munchies. And his record collection was <laughs> what got me in the music in that sort of time period there. His, his dad plays harmonica and played a lot of blues in Pittsburgh. But uh, the second night of the, uh, the Grateful Dead run, we... Uh, we were like, all right, after the show, we should uh, get, we'll be chilling, and the weekend will be over, we should get some milk so that we can eat cookies and milk in the hotel room for Hell yeah. eat, eat your mom's cookies. And uh, he was monkeying with the hotel fridge before we went to the show, and uh, we we were like, oh, cool. We went to Giant Eagle in Columbus and got like this organic thing of milk that was in like a glass bottle that was like $8 mm-hmm. or something. Hell yeah. And Worth. He, and he broke the hotel fridge, and it froze and exploded. So when we came <sighs> back from the hotel... There was shattered glass in the fridge, and the whole thing was wet, but we couldn't cry because it was just, No, no crying over spilled milk? No. no. <laughs> we, were, we were just like, all right, it's all right, man. We had, and seriously, I had a bad trip, weird night, the first night, after, basically just after the show, basically, mm-hmm. and it was just a funny weekend. It's one of those things where it's important to just uh, not dwell on a weird, bad night and just be thankful that you know some plenty of people have... Right. Nights that go weird and wrong, and I mean, things go horribly wrong. Yeah. It happens every day. Not to go grim, but like that's been, I mean, in terms of the year I've had, and some, you know, you never know what's around the corner. So, yeah, like, dude, to, right. to get through something like that. And anyway, you guys lost another bass player, right? We, we lost a drummer. We, a Spades, drummer. Spades lost a. Cause our, I remember our bass player, Kurt, in 2022, yeah. and then we just lost our friend George in uh, this past fall in the sum in september right after arts and drafts right spades is back on the men though we got lizzie and things are rolling we just added kevin like i said from royek mm-hmm. but um yeah because i remember when shelby and matt came down it was uh it wasn't too long after you'd lost the bass player and then this fall i was like holy fuck not again these poor poor guys yeah it's um i mean uh um, like I was saying when I walked in here, um, I try to be thankful. I try to not. I try to these days. I try to not let the small shit affect my mood. Like it was as I was saying with having yeah. fun. I'm. Uh, I'm as. I mean, as some of us would say, I have a uneven Gemini temperament. Mostly, oh, no, I think. Dude. I mean, I was. I don't think I said more than five words when we were saying recording this treehouse thing up here. Also in right. spades, I'm just on, I'm consciously on the side. Sure. So it's like, I'm kind of overdo it. Yeah. I'm bad at like, being, I'm bad at being like, Oh, well you want me to do this? Well, I'm going to do the extreme version of this. And right. Just Gemini's dude. I, 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 I don't know how much I believe into it, but I, I, I it, it fits me anyway. So right. it's, it's been a thing. I don't, I, I don't, I'm a Taurus, but I don't know what people tell me that during, it's an earth sign. That's about all I know. Yeah, you're grounding and chill as a Taurus, but stubborn, bull, 
Gemini, I had an ex who was a Gemini, and she was uh, definitely not incredibly emotionally stable. And uh, That's what I'm trying to be, is yeah. emotionally stable. I like to think of, I mean, I listen to, like, Alan Watts and shit like that. I try to, like, be cool and collected, and I need to fucking breathe before I speak. And a lot of times, a yeah, A lot dude. more. Right, and for I sure. have, like, I, as a bandmate, for real, as, I mean, I, like... As someone, I've the early thing is my I was in a thing with my friends, and then we had disagreements with that or whatever, and I make the shots or whatever, and that, and that's fine. I'm thankful that I've somehow wound up with people who are down with my ideas and throw in or you know with their time and energy or whatever. Sure. But that's a totally separate skill from being in a basement with people and collaborating, especially with spades with my girlfriend. I mean, that's a treacherous thing, and it's right. especially in itself. So just trying to navigate and not let the small shit no, affect me. It's hard to be human, and it's hard to interact with other humans. Cause what that having... means, too, in terms of, like, what's, like, the life we live right now, where it's, like, to be totally on top of it, you need you need insurance. You need to have a plan for your bills months from now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, unless you're, like, going to wind up on the street where like most common people would like degrade those people who are just like, I mean, they're that's having a hard re- time. Yeah. I mean, that's like a lot to maintain. It's, I mean, I'm thankful. I'm super sure. thankful that like I come from, I mean, my parents split up, but I come from two stable families who mm-hmm. in, the, in that divorce were able to, my parents didn't have to go to court and like fight it all out. It's just like, you know, my family's pretty local. We're just like, Stayed at other people's houses. It wasn't that like I mean I've lived a charmed life. Concerned, yeah. I mean, for considering lots of people. Where no. I'm at. I think about that at, when I go to dead shows. I think about that. I tell you that for goddamn sure. Yeah. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you you see it all the time, and uh, it's really kind. like one one bad move. You know, really is all that separates, uh, you know, us from living out on the streets. You know what I mean? one bad move or a series of bad uh, coincidences or bad uh, things that are out of our control. And not having people in your corner. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And you got to keep those people in your corner too. That's that's the hard part is like it, people can get in your corner, but you got to maintain those relationships and nourish those relationships and keep those people in your corner because the people – as as we get older and as we spend more time around people and those relationships continue i think they the goal is to keep them stronger you know i don't want temporary friendships and temporary relationships anymore you know what i mean i look at things a lot more long term than when i did when i was 20 where i didn't give a shit and i'm like leaving here i'm leaving all my friends i'm leaving my family i'm leaving everybody behind i'm gonna start all this new shit and then i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna leave all those people behind that it was in they were in pittsburgh or wherever and then i'm going over here and then i'm leaving those people behind and i'm really i take so much more uh peace and gratitude and happiness in my long-term relationships than I think I ever did in any of those short-term temporary relationships. You know what I mean? So those are a lot more important to me. So I have to make sure that I treat them with the respect and the kindness and the compassion that they need. Um, and there's this old saying that, uh, that like this, just this little tirade is making me think more about, um, people who are like, Oh, I'm just brutally honest. I'm brutally honest. That's me. That's who I am, whatever. And it's, it's not that you're brutally honest. It's that you're a fucking asshole and you can't speak your mind with a little bit of compassion. What's the worst is when someone's saying that on their own page and they're like, 
I'm people are just soft. I'm just brutally I'm honest. Just I'm just honest. So I'm completely honest. You're just you're just in your little echo box asshole. shouting that at the mountain so that it comes right back at you. It's like it's it's analogous analogous to uh when someone's like not to be offensive, but and then they just say like the worst shit you've ever heard in <laughs> right. real life, you know? Um Yeah, I mean life's just like uh, that's part of the being grateful for me, though, is just like life is just full of like two sides to coins, double out, double edged swords, you know, like you need your space from people. But and it's tough nowadays because you got these things that just like constantly follow you everywhere. But at the same time, if you get in spots where you're isolated or where you get in spots where you have to go somewhere else, like it's so much easier in this world that we live in today than in, you know, generations past to stay connected to those people. Like just because you're physically removed from a spot where certain people are, doesn't mean you have to be separated from them. Now um, it's a, yeah, life's definitely a motherfucker, but it's, it's also a beautiful thing. And like, that's, that's yeah. just like the mindset on a day-to-day basis for me. And some days are easier than others, just like for anyone else. But like more days than not, I'm like, you know, there's an old dude that comes into my work all the time. Hey, how you doing? First thing he always says, every day's a gift. You know, if you like wake up, every day's a gift. That's like a great way to start your day. Warren Zevon, his last time on the Letterman show was my favorite. I think of it all the time. Enjoy every sandwich. Yeah. He's knew he was dying of cancer. He was party i mean partied a good portion of his life away just cut his t- cut his time way hard in a different time and uh seriously yeah i'm just happy to sit down and have dinner with the ones that i love and to have the chance to come here to communicate my thing that i'm on my your journey dude yeah my uh I guess where I'm at, just trying to do all these different things. Basically, just as a musician, trying to turn it into the other side of it, and doing all the um, doing all the things. It's silly to think like hyper specialized. I'm trying to like do all of it. You guys know Mark Rebier. Mm-hmm. The he's the he's the robe internet guy. He's the he's he's, he's on. <laughs> You know I what I'm no, I'm not. I'm not familiar. He's, uh, he's super popular on the internet, especially during COVID. He's like in a robe in a in a hotel somewhere doing these like nice. loop loop videos, like doing the funk things. Okay. It's oh like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking he's about. Got he's got glasses. He sings that song about fucking flamingos yeah. and eating your eyeballs. Absolutely. Nighttime shit. Okay. That's his I, new yeah. one. I know I'm that one. Yeah. yeah, that guy. So he's got this. Uh, <laughs> There's this boss tabletop looper that he does with like MIDI bass and all that stuff. And uh-huh. I'm trying to do like on the low key, not the low key, but I'm trying to do like some sort of like instrumental loop stuff like that in my free time at some point as I get my new uh, situation set up with this move with where my all our bands are rehearsing right now uh, in Shelby's basement. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting all that stuff situated and. I'm just doing all the different projects. Like I said, I have my own group, which is now like a sort of super reggae, group. Well, I, so <laughs> I'm going to keep calling it it. George oh. Harrison who? No, I'm just kidding. Awesome. Super group. We're rolling with it. What you guys think of that new Beatles tune? I don't know. I'm diverting. Have you? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, have, this, is another, my bad. this is another band that I love. Have you seen the music video? Yeah. Okay. So I think that the song, like, yeah, it's awesome. 
to the extent that like we never thought we'd get another one if you compare it to the rest of the Beatles catalog it's definitely not on that level but the music video top notch I think that's the right take is that it's cool to have the nugget and it's like you don't I mean this is another thing but I was thinking about this earlier in the conversation too it's just like you know there's just people who are jumping at the chance to crush it in the comment session and it's just like saying just be happy with it is never a great answer either but it's also like they did it they did a thing it's like don't be mad when the band does another right tour after the thing it's uh, i don't know well, it's, it's it's like finding finding the gratitude and some people are going to be unhappy about everything no matter what the fuck it is whether it's the best thing on planet earth or whatever or uh you know something that's mediocre or something that's you know, and, and that's then, the way the internet works. I think is just yeah. people dying to degrade one another over their thoughts and opinions. And then when the day comes, like, and nobody wants to see it. Just, just with any life on it. Well, maybe not any life. There's some pretty awful people out there. But for in general, you know, they they bitch about it now. Maybe that it sucks or this isn't great, whatever. But you know what? Ringo Starr's like 83. Paul McCartney's like what 80, 82. Like these guys aren't going to be around. Like no, I'd like to see him. That's one of the reasons I'm so like would see Dead and Company every t- every Wait, show Bobby, I could. Bobby Weir. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like that's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, this song isn't that great, you know, or whatever. But like these guys aren't gonna be around much longer. And then when they die, you're gonna a lot of those people are probably gonna be looking back at this song and being like, oh, thank God they gave us that this last one last one. thing, you know. It's a cool nugget. Right. I'm I'm thankful for music. Not for, with for me with music, I really just want like a. Most of the time, I just want it to be, like, easygoing, like a warm hug. I just want, like, a nice kind of almost like a violin-y, easy vibe. Not it, I mean, I like, like I said, I like funk and stuff, too, but I'm, 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 pretty, so, I'm pretty soft, I would say. I mean, I, don't, I could listen to more ballads straight probably than most people. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm trying to think, what do I like that is... More, I mean, you, you guys know Umphreys McGee. Oh yeah, I mean that's oh, like, oh, yeah. I mean that is like gut busting, um, incredible live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like the in terms of like the jam bands that like take some. That's different. Mm-hmm. That's not like some people like noodling over some changes. That is right. like syncopated. I mean, who could does some cool shit like that too? That is progressive. Mm-hmm. Who could doesn't just play like bluegrass forms and like blues? They play like. Stuff that is like guitar parts coordinated, like working against each other, and especially with music a lot, right? A lot of it is tension. So much of it with the dead is tension, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the waiting for the next thing, yeah, or the next step, or the next phase, or transition. And when something isn't particularly sweet, mm-hmm. in Fu- term- right? No, I was just gonna say fun fact, and we won't get into this. I'm thinking on the air, but maybe we'll tell you afterwards. But fun fact: Tony and I actually went to an Umphrey McGee's show a few years back in uh, Cleveland. I almost and, had to fight and, and Tony brought the medal to the Humphrey McGee show. It wasn't his fault. but It wasn't, like, ju- wasn't just him that brought it, yeah. by the way. Right, right. It wasn't just him, but in a sea of peaceful people. That <laughs> I was the only one. He well, was the only this w- other guy. He was just, it wasn't my fault. There, there was pushback, and the pushback came from our, our, our medal 
yeah. aficionado. He's right. like, you know. It was wh- really funny, actually, because, like, then this other metal dude with, like, a giant beard and shit just grabbed this other guy by his throat because he, he was causing problems with, like, fucking everybody around Ugh, there. He just, like, pushes him out and pushes him away into, like, back into the back of the mob because everybody's, like, we were right up front and everybody's crammed fucking elbow to elbow and bumping into each other. And this dude was just fucking wasted and slamming into everybody and stepping all over everybody. And then this giant fucking metal dude with a huge beard was like like choked him and pushed him out like choke slammed him straight like the undertaker about to slam him all the way to hell you said cleveland cleveland yeah the agora no it was actually at the uh casino it was at the theater at northfield park the theater inside the casino okay i've heard of them doing shows there it was really cool I mean, it was a great show. I was It was much better once that dude got, like, choked out of the circle and thrown away. Oh, yeah. Then we all just, like... But it was so cool. Everybody, because, like, cheered for the dude, too. They're like, fuck yeah, and we all, out. And we never saw... I don't know about you, but I, we, I'm assuming both of us have never seen the people around us again. But it was, like, a bonding experience because everyone that was in that area, like, the rest of the show, we were, like, super homies and, like, yeah, that asshole, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, we're all friends now. Sweet relief. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yes. It's good, dude. Um, they're great. I have a cool and free story. I saw them at one of the lock-ins. They don't do lock-in festivals anymore. I saw, I think it was lock-in 18. That's the one that Dave used to try to get me to go to all the time. All I don't, the time. I don't like big festivals as much anymore now that I'm older. I don't like camping. Wild shit the there. Lock, lock-in was sweet. They have the revolving stage, which is cool. So the next band will just literally set up behind it, and somehow they can just not have, I mean, I set up like one band a week, and I'm, got cords dangling over shit and they mm-hmm. can have a revolving stage but it was great i saw umphreys and they and it was the first night of the festival they were paired back to back with lettuce so like from nice. six to ten actually they flipped it twice mm-hmm. so like they alternated for like a one 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 and then uh, in between set three and four um umphreys was playing or lettuce was playing i can't remember which one but they turned it and they stopped sideways, and they hmm. both played the same tune. Hell yeah. Fa- ne- neither of them facing the crowd, facing sideways. They were just collectively all playing at once. It's fucking cool. Humphreys and Lettuce is great. I, lo- I love that shit, dude. There's so many good experiences at going and seeing live shows, and there's such a tremendous amount of talent here in Erie. So everybody go out, see some bands, see Logan B and Dirty Leaf, see all of his other bands that he's involved in, check everybody out. It's going to be a good time. And uh, where can they find you, your stuff at? On Facebook and on Instagram, you can definitely find Logan B and Dirty Leaf. Some of it will be the tag might be Dirty Leaf Band. but there's, uh, that, there's You're no, on the pack of YouTube, too. Yeah, th- that's an older lineup of the band. We have Check out the facebook and instagram page we could definitely use likes on those we don't have much on streaming platforms right now um you we just gotta if, see them live go to the yeah, fucking show people gonna say at this point in terms of the the audience of this show like for upcoming dates for my own group we have we're gonna be at altered state on december 30th we're also gonna be at the 1020 collective on january 19th that's what this american song is one of my favorite eerie bands mm-hmm um, I think some another night in there. I should just. It's all right. Follow them on the Facebook. Y- yeah, that's follow them on the Facebook. Yeah, find all the dates. Follow those pages. I'm also play keyboards in spades. I play guitar in a group called Northbound Soul, which is based out of Fairview. 
also play keyboards with Matt Craze, follow Matt Craze and support his uh support his music and his Absolutely. His direction. He's been um, it's been a good time working with him. Yeah, he's, you know, he's going into the studio. Um twenty twenty four should be good for me. Thanks for having me on the show. It's Hell um, yeah. A cool group of my friends have been on it. Yeah, thank um, you for coming, dude. We had a great time. It was fun kicking it. It was a pleasure good listening. Good to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, especially like I said, I'm not especially chatty in lots of rooms i mean it's especially if there's mute like even just like if there's background music going on or in lots of lots of the time i'm i'm pretty good at keeping to myself and i don't mind that either so but i also I feel you jump at the chance to talk uh about music especially like especially the local scene and uh i don't mind talking about my path it's been a a good time 2023 was good for me and uh i hope things just keep moving up with that i just want to get more likes and following on my own page and there's going to be like that's that'll always be flexible so we'll be hopefully going to the regional area in 2024 and beyond with even just like a small group of the four of us to make a gig with no horns and we'll break out the horns for a big section. We have lots of original music. I love playing, we'll play some covers too, some Bob Dylan, some reggae, some stuff, lots of a few dead covers and stuff like that. Um, I'm just thankful to be breathing really and uh, having a chance to meet and talk with you guys today and Hell yeah. be social in general. John, John Baptiste from the state, formerly from the state human band talks a lot about social music and I just don't want to isolate and there's too many, uh, I don't know. There's lots of good conversations to be had and friend. I mean, there's friends and lots of friends and foes out there. You, I think it's, I think more friends than foes can For be sure. had, but there's, it's, I don't know. There's, There's always resistance out there. Um, yeah, just do it. You. Just every day, just trying to be positive. And when I interact with people, hell and yeah. I know you. I know you're about that and about uh, people taking care of themselves. And and uh, I know you, I, I appreciate what you're about. Your your whole vibe and supporting the local arts in that. Hell yeah, Dave. It was nice to meet you. I'm sure we'll cross paths again. It's good to be. I'm glad I was able to be more social in a setting like this because I did, did great, I, I did well i just did have a under uh, an overlaying sense after being here the last time it's not lost on me that i'm like off in the corner not being particularly chatty i just it's a lot of the times i just it, it, if i'm just having a, a certain day feeling a certain way i just don't feel like talking that much and uh but it th- that of course wouldn't have gone like that if i knew you like i did today no, no so doubt. That's, that's sort of the that's sort of the that's diff- the blessing. That's dude. the difference, I suppose, is the being familiar. I'm right. I'm one of those where it's like if I'm not familiar with you, I'm kind of people I'm get slow. the wrong impression about me a lot. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, me too, dude. No, I feel it. I I can be a loner and an isolator as well, dude. But you did shout great out to today. Huka, the the loner vibe. Yeah. So that's their that's their biggest hit. That loner song. That's great. We we play that song. It's a good tune. Um, no thank doubt. You, thank you again for having me. Thank yeah. you. Peace out. Thank you. Peace out, everybody. We love you. Shout Thanks out to for my liking, friends on the sharing, podcast. following all that stuff. Thanks to our Patreon people, our sponsors, everybody. Y'all have excellent evening. Peace happy, out. Happy holidays. Check everything out local. Do it. Peace. Peace out.